Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritional meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit Welcome to the Nutramedical Report for the Monday, 4th of December, and we're starting off our week as a dynamic Josh Bernstein with his own radio show and video broadcasting over at Patreon. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Josh Bernstein. And Josh, a lot of developments. Uh, of course, the Senate has passed a tax bill. I call it a warthog bill because uh, a lot of the money is going to go to the transnational corporations and the big companies. Um, what do you think of it? Again, I don't know how they're going to reconcile it with the House and put it eventually through, but there's a couple right. of things in it that I, you know, make me kind of squirmish. Uh, taking away the uh, deductions and, uh, for state tax, so in a sense it's doubly taxing everybody. Uh, and taking away the student loan deduction, there's a few things in it that I find kind of revolting. It's almost like class warfare. On the other hand, it's going to increase corporations and repatriation of money, so the business will world will grow, but it's going to be primarily mega corporations, uh, which, of course, is typical uh, that, you know, they're going to grow the mega corporate. It will bring more jobs. There's no doubt about that, but uh, I don't think this is the best that they could have done, honestly. No, it's not, and it's certainly not perfect uh, by, by any stretch. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're still discussing whether or not they're even going to go to 20%. From 35 to 20%, I'm hearing 22% now. You know, the part of the problem here is that the Republicans have bought into this message that they're for the rich. Because the Democrats have been painting them with class warfare to say that the Republicans are all for the rich and they don't care about the poor. So right. what they're doing is they're trying not to be labeled as such and so therefore that's been part of the issue here but what they need to understand is that who cares what they're labeled at just do the right thing do the conservative thing and put together a bill that's going to be passable in the house and the senate that's going to reduce taxes reduce spending uh simplify our tax code and make things a lot easier for everyday ordinary americans and I'm not 100% sure they're doing that. As I said to you last week, well, 
when you have automatic tax increases and uh, repealing Obamacare as a bad thing in a tax bill that's supposedly coming out of a Republican Party, you know how far to the left they've gone. Yeah, I, 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 there's a couple things that I would fix. Number one, I wouldn't touch the state the deductions for homes or state taxes. Number two, <clears throat> I would uh, not try to increase the taxes on the wealthy. Most people don't realize 70% uh, plus of the taxes are paid by the people that make over a million dollars a year. And it's those same people that hire all the small business people and the staff and do the small businesses across the country. I mean, the vast majority of them are not making billions. They're making hundreds of thousands, and most of them are on a very narrow margin to make a profit each year. So the problem I see is that it, the real the 70% of the jobs in America are not made by big corporations like they're coming in from Malaysia. They're made by small and medium business that actually invents new technology and we invent 90% of the new technology on the planet. That's why we have so much industrial espionage. And we need to grasp that, that if we don't give a break to the people who already pay most of the tax, that need a break, and that means all classes, so we don't want class warfare, I don't think this bill is going to do it. And I think it's also ticking off a lot of what we call the upper income uh, Trump supporters because they thought he was going to do the right thing. And it's not just Trump. It's McConnell. It's Ryan. It's the establishment basically just want to work with megacorps and maybe give a carrot to the uh, middle and lower class. <coughs> but, <coughs> I, I think uh, the problem is, is the House and Senate Republicans much more than the President. Oh, absolutely. But the problem is he, he can't really do too much because this reconciliation law is in the Senate, and the reconciliation laws basically limit them to you can't increase the deficit by, you know, so you, they're trying to rig, rig things by taking from the rich, I call it the Robin Hood uh, tax bill. And the problem I see is that... Uh, Trump is going to get stuck with this because I don't see how he's going to fix it if they do pass whatever bill that has a lot of warts on it and, or if they have these trigger mechanisms where they literally raise taxes if it increases the deficit. Well, if you delay the onset of the corporate tax break for another year, if you don't do a whole bunch of other things, you're not going to grow the economy. And it, this, the economy, give an example, um, we're in that tax bracket. We live in California. We have a home that because of where we live, it's expensive. It's above their limits. And uh, we're a small business, although we have pretty, you know, I do consulting and help people all across the country. We don't have, we have narrow margins. Uh, most of the small corporations are basically the backbone of America. It's not big megacorps. And people don't understand that, including Trump and the Congress and Senate. They don't understand megacorps are just small corporations that develop new technology. And 10 years from now, all the technology is already acquired by big corps, the bio small corps that have created it. But if the small corps don't have the money to hire the people to get the technology, and we don't have an immigration policy that brings in brains from whatever country, uh, we're not going to do it. And so they, it needs to be tied to immigration. It needs to be tied to uh, to the idea that you can't, you know, rob from the rich and think you're going to grow the economy. I mean, that's stupid, isn't it? That's it not, is. it's, that's it's not Republican, to be honest with you. I, this I don't see as a Republican tax bill. It's, it's stupid. It's trying to pretend... You're going to give a tax break to the lower middle class and repatriate money, and megacorps will be able to write off their new acquisition of equipment. But I don't see how it's going to really grow the economy as much as they say unless they give a break to the upper middle class. They're the people right. that are the backbone of the country. People don't realize exactly. that. You've got to cut taxes on the people that create the jobs. Otherwise, you're fighting against yourself. And uh, the Democrats right now are going to basically say that this is a corporate Christmas gift for the corporate uh, America, and, you know, they're not going to be 100% wrong in saying that. 
Yeah, so in fact, ninety percent of the money. Just, why yeah, aren't they just going and giving a real tax cut to the middle class? Why? So the the left can run around and say that the uh, they don't care about the wealthy and this and that. I mean, it, it's amazing. Yeah, they, should, they should ignore. They should, the they, uh, they've got to ignore the left. The fact is, the left. If you look at the left, look at um, uh, at um, Maduro in Venezuela. I mean, they, they want to Venezuelaize America, which is enormously stupid. And they have to understand: in the last thirty years, Venezuela is sitting on the largest new supply of oil on the planet, seven trillion with a T barrels of oil. Yet they're down to their last. Uh, Ten twenty billion dollars in their pot, and they've armed their own people that support them against a de-armed population, and they're shooting in the streets people that oppose this t- dictator. That's what'll happen to America: a fractionization, tribalism, and a breakdown in the society. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, if you want to have a blueprint of why you never allow a collective influence and a collective run government, top-to-down government, run all industries, Venezuela is, is a prime example of that. But, right. I mean, I, you got to look at it from the other standpoint. If the, if the Republican Party would actually look at their platform that they say that they believe in and would go back to their founding principles, to Reagan economics, whatever you want to call it, they would keep the Democrats out of power for the next 30, 40, 50 years. But or instead, permanently. But instead, yeah. <clears throat> they're going to lose Congress in just a couple of months, and then they're going to try to impeach the President of the United States. Yeah. Well, here's my, my feeling. I, I don't think they're going to have enough in the Senate to impeach him, but they're going to paralyze the country against yeah. incoming nuclear missiles or uh, EMP and a trade war that I think is brewing with China. I'm, this is my predictions for 2018, and I want to see I, I, disagree, I disagree with the fact that they're not going to have enough to, uh, to uh, um, impeach the president. Well, I, think, no, I think they may have in the, set, on the House, but I don't think they'll have enough in the Senate. No, they, they have, have enough them. in the Senate. There's 75 <laughs> Democrats right now. Think about it. John McCain, Jeff Flake, Bob Corker, Lisa Murkowski, uh, Rob Portman... Uh, Richard Shelby, Lamar Alexander. Yeah. You know, these are people that will vote with the Democrats to impeach the president. There's no question about it. Okay, so if your numbers are correct, and maybe you've got better numbers than me, that will be catastrophic to the country. It would be. You're absolutely correct. Now, no matter what you think of Trump, because he's a bit of a pain in the butt. I mean, honestly, he doesn't have any restraint. Even his wife tries to get him to tweet less, okay? But, you know... <clears throat> It's the devil you know and the devil you don't know. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> if, if they paralyze the Trump government, and the Democrats aren't going to fix anything. They're not going to fix the borders, the monetary system. They're not going to pay off the national debt with U.S. Treasury note bonds. No, they're going to do squat, and we're going to start falling apart is what's going to happen, our military and otherwise. Right? happening uh, you know we have to understand that to an extent trump is doing things that are really taking off the globalist but remember some of the things he's doing in a sense are globalist but they're a different kind of globalist for example his new fbi director with metadata uh some of the policies he has 
Like if there, and, and I know he can't do it all by by executive order, but he should be actively campaigning between you know even before Christmas to support Republican uh, House and Senate members that are going to support him in his policies. And he needs to have policies that are rational. For example, a couple of the, a couple of the ones that I think are a little bit crazy is to move the uh, U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And he supports some extreme elements, which are actually a, a tiny minority. They want to start the animal blood sacrifice, which is to fulfill ancient scriptures about the idea of a Messiah that's going to come and restart those sacrifices again. That's concerning. I see this is a part of what I call the... Uh, the, the grandstanding and the media-type pers- parts of the personality of Donald Trump where he gets off on a tangent, either with, tri- with uh, Twitter you know, response, which he shouldn't necessarily do in every single situation. You know, Having a Twitter war with, say, uh, Ball, which is the father of one of these kids he rescued out of China, is not really positive when the real issue should have been, how can you fix this tax bill so everybody likes it? Uh, one of the things that's really weird is despite the fact that Trump is succeeding on so many things of getting rid of regulations and improving border control. In fact, he's actually proved it by policy and just supporting the, the uh, border officers. They've cut down the uh, border transport, something like 75-80%. And I really honestly think that although they need a physical wall in some places, some places along the Rio Grande, they need a cyber wall where they can't put a border barrier up because animals have to get to the river. But uh, Trump's succeeding is overwhelmed by his Twitter or by some of the things he does that distract from the real policies he's doing. And, I, you know, I think it's it's really concerning me that he doesn't support more overtly Roy Moore because Roy is basically the fulcrum point where if he supported Roy overtly in the next 10 days, he would probably be able to get his agenda in and, and then stop from being impeached because if he loses, say, the tax bill thing and he goes into 20 to January... Uh, he's done. He's a done turkey, as they say. He he will be impeached next year, won't he? I would agree with that, yeah, because I don't think the Democrats in the deep state are going to let up. Uh, they don't care about how many conflict of interests they have. They don't care how close they have ties to Russia. They're not going to point any of that out. We're not going to have a Department of Justice that has any, any uh, testicular fortitude to go after and do simultaneous... Um, other investigations into Uranium One and into the dossier and to all these other different things. Instead, you know, they're allowing this uh, this freak show, this Mueller freak show to continue. And eventually, it's going to get to the point where it's going to be too big. The American people are going to start to believing it, and they'll figure out a way to, to impeach him. And the thing is that they will have enough votes because of the fake Republicans that hate him. Well, these aren't really Republicans. They're globalists. See, right. that's why I think a national surrender day, and the problem is we can't say that, you know, that everything that Trump is or does is, is good. Uh, you know, uh, when we talk about being religious, I consider him uh, at least a baby or a kind of like maybe early stage, I think would, I'd like to be a Christian. I don't really see him as a Christian or even a religious person. I see him as a person making strong alliances with the Vatican, with 38 of his leaders, with the Pope, and he's making strong alliances and guarantees with uh, the state of Israel, and he said, I'm going to stand with you, which is good, because you can't abandon Israel and expect to have any policy in the Middle East. But what I see happening is he's polarizing things in a way that isn't necessarily even good for his own agenda. Uh, You know, um, I'm concerned about Trump. Trump. Trump makes me worried, because 
he, he doesn't listen to his own advisors. Obviously, his wife's not strong enough to kind of get a hold of him by a choke chain and say, now, stop twittering every time you can. You know, you distract from your own issues. Uh, I'm very concerned that uh, if he doesn't support Roy Moore, because that one vote, that Alabama vote, if you had Doug Jones in there who supports abortion rates at the moment of delivery uh, and supports the open borders, et cetera, like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, um, and there's so many bad Republicans, Corker, McConnell, et cetera, all these idiots, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really concerned because next year, here's the real dangers. If America does get hit by an EMP or a nuke or even a bioterrorist activity, we don't have the military response, and if we have a $100 billion cut in our budget because they can't get to a budget uh, agreement, they want to keep the Democrats keep on shoving this DACA stuff down his throat, saying, if you don't agree to DACA, we're not going to allow you to even have a budget to run the government. These people, the Democrats and Republicans, are crazy. They don't understand. We could go to civil war if the country goes under, or if there's a military attack on us with an EMP. And I consider North Korea just a proxy state of China. If China is, they cut their oil by 10%. You think that's going to bring down the regime of Kim Jong-un? Come on. All is is ridiculous. The the main problem here is that the Democrats are not in control of Congress, but yet they are governing as as if they are. They are dictating the agenda in Washington instead of the Republicans dictating what's going to be going down. Exactly. that's, That's a mistake. That is a mistake. Right from the beginning, I am not someone that believes in bipartisanship because bipartisanship means that one party has to check their, uh, their nuances, they have to check their belief system, they have to check their values at the door and sign on to leftist uh, legislation. Well, isn't that so this tax me, bill? I don't believe so, in bipartisanship. Well, here he invited uh, Schumer and Pelosi to this dinner to discuss the tax bill. And you see the empty chairs beside Trump, I'm thinking... Why try to be bipartisan? Do a better job. Give a break to the upper middle class that actually makes all the jobs in small and medium corporations. Exactly. So trying to, try to cast warfare to slake the, the nastiness of the media, saying, oh, you're just giving money to the rich. Well, this tax bill actually gives 90% of the money to not just the rich. The rich are left aside. They kind of screw the, the moderately rich, the people that maybe make a few hundred thousand a year. No, no. They're, they're leaving a thing where you can write off your, your private jet and you can bring in massive trillions of dollars and write it down to 10 or 15 or 20 percent. What I see happening is the megacorps are going to gain the lion's share of this and they're throwing a bone to the lower middle class that are supporting them in the Rust Belt states. So I don't see this as, I see this as, Amer- as the Republicans trying to put a bill that the Democrats will kind of like. Who gives a crap what they think? Exactly. That's the problem. Who cares whether or not the Democrats like the bill? That's why, again, I will proudly say I am never a fan of bipartisanship. I never have been. And the bottom line is uh, the American people voted to have the Republicans control Congress. That means that their agenda should move forward completely and with not any um, you know, uh, giving, giving and, and giving and taking. I don't believe in it because when you give and take, in a bipartisan fashion, you lose. The American people lose. Now, other people will look at that and say, well, Josh, what about the fact that if we have extreme leftists that don't um, you know, uh, work with the Republicans, we're going to have leftist legislation? Well, I ask you this question then. What did we have for the last eight years? We have had Republicans running the House for the longest time, and what happened? We got Obamacare. We got all these other left-wing ideological um, bills that have gone through. So for me, I don't see it that way. Yeah, I I think that uh, Trump needs to get back on his own Trump train. 
Trump needs to actually have a testimony as a Christian. He needs to stop trying to always please everybody, including the extreme elements in Israel that want him to be their Messiah. He needs to stop the Messianic crap and get back to really governing and who cares what the Democrats think. Leave the chairs empty. How's that? Have you ever... of advice for Trump. So if your advisors are listening, here's my advice. I want to get your feedback. Number one, Trump's got to get a testimony, which means he has to stop currying to specific elements, like, you know, the Democrats are going to make the bill, tax bill kind of delectable to to saying, hey, we're not going to give a tax break to the rich. Tell tell the Democrats and the Rhino Republicans to go to hell. Also, don't try to be a messiah to Israel. Yes, protect Israel. Give them all the missile defense you can. But don't try to curry to a tiny minority that want him to be a messiah and start building the temple or moving the uh, embassy from, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That's a crazy thing. Uh, number three, he needs to stop tweeting about minor crap and tweet about major stuff as accomplishments. Number four, he needs to start campaigning and should have back in February uh, for all the people that support him and to hell with the people that don't. He basically shouldn't even have a seat at the table at the White House. So why was there a seat for Pelosi and Schumer when they didn't show up? That was their way of saying, you know, give him a middle finger. I think Trump shouldn't try to be so nice anymore. He should say, you know what? We're not going to talk to you idiots anymore. We're just going to move forward with administrative stuff. For example, the health care, people don't realize this is a chimera. It's only a tiny part of it is actually a law. The rest of it is regulatory stuff that Health and Human Services' new director can fix. Or Supreme Court, just like they struck down this is this mandate thing that wasn't Trump he just literally enforced the law and the Supreme Court judges that actually reviewed it so Trump needs to stop diffusing his energy focus on getting support have a testimony not only a real Christian testimony but stop trying to grandstand and try to be the best thing to everybody he's not going to be and uh, he doesn't have to show his mean side he, but he does need to just take action he needs to stop talking about what he's going to do in North Korea and tomorrow or the day after, he should decapitate that government. He should stop talking to the Chinese. The Chinese are full of crap. They're cyber-attacking us $200 billion per year plus, and about 20 to $30 billion in Canada alone against the technology we have. I think they need to just decapitate the government. Just do it. Stop screwing around. And also the same thing with Iran. They need to take out that Bashir nuclear reactor, just like the Osirak reactor in Syria was taken out by Israel, Everybody's saying, don't do it, don't do it. The Israelis say, we're just doing it. They just did it the next day. Nobody squeaked sideways over this. This was like 30 years ago. And the Syrians were developing nuclear weapons back there. People have to understand, things just have to be done. You have to not make a lot of fuss over it. And don't give any advance notion you're going to do the friggin' thing like Barack Obama. But if Trump started to get more mature in the way he handles his presidential position and has a real Christian testimony and starts allying himself with people like Roy Moore, who is a real Christian, he'd have the Christian right. But a lot of Christian right are getting pretty ticked off with, uh, with Donald Trump and his nasty tweeting or the fact that he wants to grandstand and look like he's some kind of superhero with a cape 
He's going to stop that crap and start actually acting like a president. That's my impression. What do you think? Well, I think, um, number one, yeah, I agree with the fact that he didn't need to uh, mess with uh, the Middle East situation right now. There's many bigger fish to fry. There's North Korea. There's Iran. The Iran deal should be, you know, taken down and dismantled. Why don't you just dismantle it? Just put it in front of the Supreme Court. Just dismantle it. Just get rid of it next week. As I've said on your show, hang on, Dr. Bill. As I've said on your show and many others throughout the past couple of months, if not almost a year, the easiest way to end the Mueller investigation is to start five simultaneous investigations by the Department of Justice into Mueller, into Loretta Lynch, exactly. into Price, into James Comey, into Barack Obama, into Hillary Clinton, so on and so forth. And that is the end, the end, the end of the Mueller investigation. Yeah, it's Why? a lateral, lateral attack. Yeah, you don't exactly. even have to end it. It'll end by itself because they'll be defending themselves from all the other investigations that are going on. Why this president can't understand that? Why this Department of Justice cannot understand the simplicity of that plan is beyond me. It is Well, well here, here's the thing, uh, uh, Josh. Why do they have to give a uh, letter to the Department of Justice and, and the FBI saying that they're in contempt of Congress... Uh, when all they need to do is Trump needs to call up the directors of these departments he's already appointed and tell them to hand over the damn documents or else, or they're just going to walk in and, and zip-tie them or put you know, uh, cuffs on them and pull them out of their, their cubicle and arrest them and put them into jail. I don't understand this. And to be honest with you, what's Trump doing? He's got all this power and he's not using it. I, it, it, it boggles this me, doesn't it? This is about Russia. What this is about is this is the deep state's plan to remove Trump from office. That's what this is about. It has nothing to do with Russia or Kislak or Flynn or anybody else. It has to do with the deep state saying we have a cancer among us and that cancer is this nationalist president in President Trump. We cannot have this nationalist America-loving president in our midst. We've got to remove him. He is a cancer according to the globalists. And that's what they're doing. They're doing everything they can with these yeah. stupid investigations to try to bring down this president because they do not want nationalism to well, get bigger and survive. I'll tell you what the problem I see. I see several character flaws in terms of Trump. Number one, as uh, Dobson said, he's a baby Christian, which means he doesn't have a strong testimony. If he did, he would stop screwing around with China, which persecutes Christians in China. You know more persecutors than even the Middle East? If you have one page of the Bible or you're a Jew in, in, in China, they put you in a Laodai camp and tissue-type you and pull your organs out and have the airplane grab you while they have the van pulling your organs out while you're alive. And, and they even charge your family the cost of the bullets in the back of your head. I mean, that's China, okay? I have contacts going back into the 90s of the Laodai camps, and they have 20,000 prisons in China. We should not be doing most favorite status with China. They're a bunch of maniacs. Uh, and they, need, they can be dealt with. Just like the Japanese had more sense, because they lived right beside them, the Japanese are armed to the teeth with nuclear weapons, and that's why, unless Trump handles this properly, we're going to have a nuclear war between Japan and China next year. Because the North Korea thing is a trigger, because all North Korea is a proxy of China. North Korea is doing whatever they want because the Chinese look. Kim Jong-un cannot decide to wipe his ass with left or right hand until he asks Beijing. Okay? Right. This is freaking ridiculous. And Trump knows it. And why isn't he doing something about it? 
He needs to decapitate the regime, and he can use space-based weapons to do it. Don't give advance notice. Just do it. Just do it. Take out his palace, his military headquarters, and release a quarter million people. Starving to death in prison. He says he's going to kill. If we try to attack him, he's going to kill a quarter million just in Pyongyang. And the people are starving. That's why this one guy that escaped got five bullets, and the soldier had a snake inside his stomach the size of a rattlesnake because this is the crap they're feeding even the people that are not starving to death. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I've said many times, you know, like when you see in North Korea, you see them, you know, bringing out the big bombs and the rockets and things like that. If you look closely at those, first of all, they're repainted, they're refurbished. They're Chinese. They're Chinese, but not only that, they're old. They're not new. So for anyone who thinks... No, they're yeah. not new. They are not new. But, but, and by the way, the people, wait a minute, the people that are goose-stepping and making it look like they're, you know, these, you know, elite soldiers, Yeah. I would say 10 to 15% of them pass out afterwards because of malnutrition. The guns that they're holding have no bullets in them whatsoever, right. and many of them die of starvation and exhaustion after they have to goose-step for their dear leader. Well, I, I, I worked with the military for most of my career for 40 years, in the U.S. and Canada and so on, and overseas. And I can tell you that the most important thing in war is, they say, an army moves on its stomach. It doesn't just move on its stomach. It moves on all the material, bullets, etc., body armor, tanks, air coverage, etc. And the best at that is America, period, by a large margin. We can project power anywhere in the world. Nobody else can. They can fire missiles from Russia and China, but they have no ability to project power to naval bases or other things. They're trying to catch up, but as soon as they catch up, we're again 10 or 20 years ahead of them again. So the fact is that Donald Trump needs to take action now against these guys, or we're going to be facing a nuclear war really soon. prescription what should trump do to improve his how can i say trump score right now he's um his a real negative score and i think it's because he's trying to kiss butt to democrats and the various factions including the extreme elements in israel and elsewhere we need to protect israel mainly from the danger of, a, of an attack by missiles from iran and russia and russia's building this giant air base in syria and they're expanding this naval port in syria this is really freaking dangerous, and we have to understand that Russia's not our ally. They're doing everything, and yes, they didn't hack into the voting machines. What we have to really watch is we need to actually clean up our voting machine systems because they're uh, uh, ES and S, and Diebol do all the counting, and there's extreme what we call negative elements within Israel that control the security in every single one of our uh, departments of our government. If we had oversight, we would make sure that they aren't doing things that are either selling our trade secrets or just trying to maneuver and control our government. Because I honestly think that APAC 
has policies that are suicidal for the state of Israel. They're actually putting in place policies they want America to do that are putting Israel in danger. Just like, for example, supporting ISIS. I talked to a surgeon, to an anesthesiologist uh, eight, 10 months ago, and he said, I'm freaked out. He said, why? He called me from Israel, and I said, why are you freaked out? He says, because I just did surgery in Tel Aviv uh, and was the anesthesiologist on an ISIS fighter that we took care of. And I called my parents, and he said, I, they told me, because I'm a dual American Israeli citizen, I should go home. And I said, well, I'm telling you to go home, too. I said, what are you doing? You're taking care of an ISIS fighter? He said, yeah. He said, and he said, here in Israel, the Mossad are not at all happy about this, although Netanyahu and Lieberman are pushing it. I mean, inside Israel, there's a great big war going on, because you've got to understand that, that Netanyahu is a CFR member. These people aren't pro-Israel. They're globalists. And that's the same kind of crap when we had Barack Obama. He's not a pro-American president, and he wasn't even an American. And his brother Malik brought his birth certificate last week and said, look, if you ask Barack Obama's grandmother, she said she was outside the delivery room in, uh, in Kenya. I mean, come on. You know, they have, you can sell you trinkets if you fly there and you can go to the tourist areas. So you have to understand the globalists don't give a crap. They'll right. run right over you with the truth and lie to you. And they'll tell you that, you know, you've got to do things a certain way. But even inside Israel, there's giant factions fighting each other that don't like what's going on. I think it's pretty simple. The first thing he does is he instructs his DOJ to open up the investigations. And if there's any pushback, if there's any delay, he fires the attorney general, which, again, exactly. I would have fired him immediately right anyway, right and right replaced on. him. Uh, those investigations will stop the Russia investigation. Absolutely. You're way thing, on. Yeah. The second thing they need to do, in my opinion, is um, work through um, executive action and start building the wall on uh, property that uh, the government does not own. In other words, reach out to landowners that own property on the southern border that would be willing participants to have a physical structure built on their property. You know, right. give them some compensation, of course, for that. And uh, then there's nothing Congress can do about it. There's nothing legally that can be done about it. There's nothing that can be done. You start building the wall tomorrow. That would be the second thing I would do. The exactly. third thing is I would dismantle Obamacare even more with uh, executive action as well as cutting taxes through executive action. I would start to do the things that need to be done regardless of what Congress wants because right. I have to make sure that the people that elected me understand that I work for them. I don't work for Congress and I don't work for the FBI and I don't work for the deep state or anybody else. I think if he can differentiate himself from Washington in that respect, he'll be successful and he'll be reelected. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you've got to read on the. I think our, our both our ideas uh, together, which are pretty well lockstep, are going to clean up the Trump presidency. Tweet less, act more, be decisive, don't kiss ass. How's that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. But <coughs> you, he doesn't need to, your supporters. He doesn't need to show what's called rage over minor issues. He needs to present positive things he's already done, and actually just move forward with. He should be already campaigning if not now in January, like crazy, for all the congressmen and senators are going to support his agenda. And he has to stop this idea of creating a tax bill that taxes the people that actually make jobs. People like me. People that have just enough money they can run a small business in a town. Those people are going to get more taxes. That's not going to help the economy. The transnational right. corporations and major corporations repatriating billions of dollars and trillions 
Yeah, maybe you'll build another auto plant. But those are minor jobs. That, in fact, in the next five years, 70-80% of those jobs are going to go away to artificial intelligence or robotic manufacture. Right. And I've talked to people in these large plants like auto plants in Detroit and elsewhere, including Canada. <clears throat> Most of them now robotics. They have a few engineers walking around watching the robots doing the welding and slapping this part and that part. And now it's so damn automated that they almost don't need any humans at all. <clears throat> so this idea that you can buy all this new equipment and write it off and it's going to increase a whole pile of jobs. Yeah, but how many people are technically advanced enough to take these jobs as overseer engineers that have got the engineering background and the computing background to manage these robotic manufacturing plants? Right. Very, very damn few. They'll have massive salaries, but it's not going to increase the middle class or the lower classes that aren't highly educated. Maybe they don't even have the intelligence to do this kind of work. I mean, this is not going to fix the economy, is it? No, it's not. It's not going to fix the economy. Uh, what it's going to do is it's going to help corporate America, which, again, isn't the worst thing in the world, but we've got to help the middle class. And we need well, a tax bill that is conservative all around and not, uh, you know, uh, basically a globalist type of tax bill, because that's what it kind of seems like that they're working right. on. Well, we look at the policies of George Bush, uh, Bill Clinton, George Bush Jr., and Obama, and those people, the millennials, they have the lowest fertility rate, lowest reproduction rate, lowest positivity rate toward even having a family, a car, or even accomplishing anything. And it's a little bit better with the post-millennials, but things are bad, and it's bad because they don't give the young people hope. Now they're even trying to take away their tax write-off of their interest on their student loans, and people understand the student loans is one of the biggest debts. Those are like 5 or $6 trillion dollars. Are you kidding me that you're going to never let these kids get uh, the interest written off so they can buy a car home and have a kid? It's ridiculous. And then they wonder what well, the economy requires what's called a velocity of credit, a velocity of money, and a velocity of new ideas. And America's a new idea generator. Ninety percent of patents on Earth are owned by America. I was just filing three more patents this week. Uh, we invent the future, not anybody else. Ten percent uh, is Canada and Europe, and ninety percent is America. We invented the future in the 20th century and the 21st century, and everybody else, and especially the Chinese, are stealing it out. It doesn't matter how smart they are. They have unidirectional intelligence because in their totalitarian regime, going back to the ancient uh, emperors in China, that's why they eat with chopsticks. They weren't allowed to have a knife because the emperor was afraid of anybody with a knife. People don't know that, do they? No, I don't think they do. But they don't understand. In fact, I talked to one of the engineers, and he said, they bought out this company in China. This is before they changed the rules three years ago, and the Chinese Communist Party didn't want them owning more than 51%. And they asked the engineers to put stuff on their own bench. And the engineers were afraid that if they actually invented something, they could get in trouble with the People's Republican Army. They'd be sent off to a Laodai prison camp. And these are American-owned Chinese companies, or collaboratively owned, and they were terrified to actually invent something new on their own bench in their own engineering place in their own factory. Damn it. It's this incredible. And now you've got Tim Cook from Google now basically kissing the ring of Xi Jinping and saying that he believes in global censorship. Uh, look, we know China is already doing this um, social credit scoring system in which they're rating each and every person in their country, all 1.3 billion subjects, are now being rated publicly and ranked publicly for everybody to see, and that's going to be uh, used yeah. to decide what kind of life yeah. you are going to be able to live in China. Well, right. now we have Tim Cook going over there and saying that he agrees with censorship 
on the internet. Uh, unbelievable. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And see, whenever they test these globalists in a country like China or India, where they've done all the biometrics and everybody, and they've eliminated two of the lower currencies, so the untouchables that can't even get a bank account are starving to death in India since last November 2016. This experiment with these cyber companies that are American-based is disgusting. And Trump should do something about it, because the idea that they're going to let our digital companies literally create a totalitarian state, a lot of these engineers are coming back from Britain, Canada, America especially, and they're going back to the totalitarian state if you're scored, even if you have equivalent qualifications, you can't get a job because you're scored with the People's Army is too low. Disgusting, isn't it? It is absolutely And Trump could do something about it. That's what he needs to tweet about. He needs to stop, take the gloves off with China and stop screwing with them, especially with North Korea. Cutting the oil back 10%, doing window dressing with North Korea, this is crap. Someday we'll have a nuke heading toward U.S. City or an EMP attack. And what will he do then? When they can't even get the step-down transformers, they're all made in China now. Damn it. looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com.